0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello.
2: You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials
3: of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma. And we're both card-carrying members of the Infertility Club. Hi. Hi, hello. How are you? I'm good,
2: mate. I'm good, mate. How are you?
3: Uh, I'm peachy.
2: Peachy? That's a nice phrase.
3: Well, you know, do you realise this is our fifth series?
2: No, that's quite. It can't be. That's
3: insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it feels quite surreal to me. I feel like I'm not quite here.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like we shouldn't really be.
3: Well, this it, it
2: feels like maybe C- series two. I'm like oh, let's
3: kick off series two. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, yeah, I mean we've got so much to say. I don't know where to start. We've got a lot
2: to say. A lot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why don't we start with? they kind of what what's this series going to be about
3: um it's mainly going to be about us talking to people yeah so we we slightly rejigged the vibe haven't we?
2: we we have rejigged the vibe i mean i would say that the vibe hasn't been rejigged
3: no the vibe is the, the vibe people, is the same but the people, people delivering
2: the vibe maybe yeah. has been rejigged
3: so i imagine that a lot of you are waiting for an update from sophie yes you're not getting it for ages no we're
2: not giving <laughs> you one for a while
3: <laughs> so you're just gonna have to wait.
2: You will have to wait, but it is coming. Um but we are also obviously Liz and Nick had brilliant news at the in the bonus episode, um yes. which you all will have listened to. Um so so we're gonna, you know, give those guys a break. They're gonna go off and do their own thing now. That's yeah. The, they've been they've graduated.
3: <laughs> yeah, they've graduated from BFN. Yeah. Sophie, well, you'll find out when um, yes. we catch up later to the series yeah
2: but um but yeah we think this series it's 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 uh it's back to just good old me and emma yeah it is so yeah so uh me and emma are gonna um be talking and then obviously we're gonna be interviewing lots of amazing people which we can't wait for you to find out about and of course of course the one the only the man the myth legend professor t Oh, we'll
3: uh, he will be back, but not this episode. But not this episode. <laughs> he's I feel just... like we have a promise and under <laughs>
2: We gave Tim a big break because of our book. Because obviously we made him read it and speak to us for it. And, you know, he's very much been involved. And so we gave him a big break in the last series. And we're like, let's not bother him with our questions. But then this series, we were like, we're in, we
3: need to have him back. But
2: he hasn't... Um, <laughs> he hasn't delivered the goods
3: <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet yet but hopefully by next by next i was gonna say issue no wrong job N- next <laughs> by next episode um he will be back on the permanent bfm roster
2: he will be back he will be back yeah hopefully fingers yeah. crossed um and and obviously uh our other big talking point is our book which is almost out it's out in january oh guys but january yeah. is so fucking close it's we so can't.
3: close. Um, we are going to be a bit boring about it, probably. Or uh, really exciting about it. We're going to be really exciting about it, especially <laughs> on social media. We're going to be so
2: exciting about it, you're going to be just buzzing. Yeah, Buzzing absolutely. from the, the pure...
3: Thrill of it all. Thrill of it all, indeed. Um, um, yeah, and yeah. if you want it on audiobook, that has now been recorded.
2: Oh my God, yes, we did the audiobook recording Mm -hmm. Which, as a pair of people that do uh, podcasting on the regs, I found much harder than I thought I would.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I found it tiring,
2: tiring, yeah, tiring. Reading one's own book, yeah, Um, yes, it's a really great book. You should definitely buy it. I found it uh, (laughs) uh, just harder than I thought it would be. I just, you know, like when you're reading something out loud, and you're me, you make a few mistakes. (laughs) <laughs> uh so yeah it was fun the poor um poor reese who was our editor producer
3: um editor engineer. producer
2: sound engineer and he's very lovely if you're listening to this reese which he, he won't be um you're you're a legend uh so he put up with a lot of of lot of um rubbishness from me but i got into it eventually well, and it's going to be great
3: i had to read to him <laughs> an extensive passage about passing clots oh god <laughs> And after that, I went, you all right, mate? And he was like, yeah, learning a lot. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> yeah, he definitely learned a lot. But he was very <laughs> chipper about it.
3: He was. He was very sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, I've um, got love, Reese.
2: So, yes, everyone, you can pre-order now if you so desire. And it's out really soon. This is if you're in the UK. We are still mm-hmm. working on um, other big land masses. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh news when we have it i'm afraid yeah. but for the time being in the uk you can definitely pre-order and it will definitely land on your doorstep on the 20th of january
3: Way. Way. Um,
2: so exciting. yeah it is very exciting and we've been organizing our book launch which uh is also oh very, very exciting and i will uh we will we will talk some more about that in the coming weeks yeah, um, it's kind
3: of COVID dependent, isn't it? Really?
2: Yeah. Oh, fuck's sake, man! Like the rest of life, like everything in our lives. Yeah. yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So fingers crossed that will go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh fucking COVID! Fuck. Fuckity fuck.
3: Anyway. Um. <laughs> in the meantime, this episode is our first episode of the series. It is, and I'm so excited. And it's a goody. Because um, we talk to, essentially, someone who is hip-hop royalty. Yeah, she is. Um, and he is. Yeah, and he is. So um, her name is Raquel Horn. She's known as Rocky to her friends. And because we were, felt like we wanted to be her best friends, we called yeah. her Rocky throughout. Yes. Um, she is most notably engaged to a guy called Damon Dash. If you don't know who Damon Dash is, maybe just Google it because he is cool guy VV cool guy yeah Um, I mean you will hear audio there of us talking to him and me trying to be cool but really not (laughs) doing (laughs) a good job
2: not being cool at all like not doing well Ra- Raquel is um, is great. She's fucking brilliant, and uh, we had a really nice chat with her. And we also invited her to come to London and have tea with the Queen. Yeah, and she
3: was up for it. And then she invited us to her pad in LA and did. sent us a photo of her pool. So she did, she
2: did, guys, she did. And um, Made it made us feel very warm and cozy on what was a rainy, dark day.
3: Yeah, I think like. I think when you become a journalist, one of the things that you think is, oh, I'm going to interview all these famous people and they're just going to invite me over to the house and then I'm going to be their best friends." Yes. Like, that's what I always thought. And that ne- has never happened. But she mm. was just like, come to my place, come and hang out.
2: Yeah, you're like, oh, my God, finally, my journalistic <laughs> career has reached a pinnacle.
3: <laughs> I was literally like, I'm on the next plane. <laughs> um so yeah that was she's just really cool she's like she's an entrepreneur um and she also stars in a tv show called health is wealth um and she's just a lot of fun to talk yeah. to
2: she's a lot of fun and very candid i yes. enjoyed i enjoyed the candidness the conversation
3: um, it, yes i mean so our conversation does include a conversation about fairly late-term pregnancy loss yes um and how that feels and what, how she dealt with that I always think it's interesting when you um when we interview someone who's like from LA who <laughs> takes a slightly different attitude to really horrible things happening to them whereas I would like disappear into just that, like a big pond of sadness mm. she was like and then I look for ways to be positive yeah <laughs> and I was like wow that is so not what I would do but you're great
2: yeah no I mean she 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 definitely uh found ways to feel better about yeah
3: just different ways of grieving and I respect her for her way but that would not be me
2: absolutely um so but yeah she's got an amazing story and I think um I think you'll all really enjoy hearing about it so um without further ado Mm -hmm. Before you listen to the episode, please do follow us on all of the socials.
3: Uh, you can follow us on Instagram.
2: Big Fat Negative. Or Twitter. At Big Fat Negative.
3: Or you can email us.
2: Podcast at gmail.com.
3: Please pre-order our book. You can find it on Amazon by searching Big Fat Negative or Waterstones by searching Big Fat Negative or bookshop.org. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah by searching big fat negative or you can buy some merch you
2: can buy yourself a just relax t-shirt
3: yeah and just relax there you go and just relax that's all the things you can do <laughs> um and that's on our website you can find it at bigfatnegative.com
2: okay guys enjoy
3: hey mate how are you hey i'm good yeah. i'm happy to be back how are you yeah i really am Okay, so this is like our next slot. So normally we would, we before we were telling our stories, then we had Sophie and Liz telling their stories and now we're just doing we have chat, right? Yeah, okay. think of it as a
2: chat show. A chat show. A chat show, but no, we're, we're sitting like on a couch but there's no one else on the couch. It's just us on the couch. Oh my
3: God, right now I've hurt my knee so badly that I don't know if I'd be able to get up from the couch.
2: Oh shit, that'd be embarrassing, especially if you had yeah. a short skirt on. Oh, that would be
3: awful. And, and um, I feel like if you have to go on one of those shows... It's a sensible Marks and Spencer's dress.
2: Yes. And like definitely. some sensible
3: court shoes.
2: Absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm. You uh, hurt your
2: knee doing some real journalism, didn't yeah.
3: you? Yeah. Yeah. I went to, um <laughs> I drove to Dungeness, which is not usually a place for hard hitting reporting, but it was, um I was following up on the migrant crisis and I was fiddling with my phone and I fell off the road she onto the some- shingle. <laughs> off the road I um did people see you no one well I think people did see me but they were quite a long way away
2: I mean Dungeness is quite an empty place it's
3: I'd kind of forgotten that like it's a very I mean it's just a very yeah it's a very empty place and so I had to go and find some people to talk to about how they felt about lots of um, refugees arriving literally in their back gardens God. and they, they were not as empathetic as I would have hoped the British public would be mm. but some of them were some of them weren't some of them were yeah
2: it's mm. such a such a tricky and tragic situation it's horrible I was very proud of you that day by the way I don't know if I said that to you but Thanks, I was babe. so proud of you going off to do some real journalism <laughs> I was just sitting here talking about wombs um yeah yeah well um, I hope your knee feels better.
3: Thanks, mate. It's a it's a injury in the line of duty. Yeah.
2: How else have you been other than the knee injury?
3: Well, um, so I think a, a few people might imagine after one of the episodes last season that we might be talking about doing our own rounds of IVF again. Mm-hmm. This episode, right? Yeah. Or, or this series. That's not happening. I mean...
2: If in the perfect world of planning content it would have been useful for us to do yes. another round of IVF now um and if I was our if I was our manager I would probably have forced us into it <laughs> but um but I think yeah neither of us are quite ready I'm uh I'm just I just have this kind of constant inner monologue of like do I want to do it now do I want to do it when should I do it when should I start January when should I do but it's not um it's not resolved itself the the constant questioning
3: it's just I feel so enormously privileged to be in this position where I'm like maybe I don't want to do it anymore yeah maybe I don't want to do another round of IVF because I've obviously I'm in a position where I don't have to
2: yeah 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 Yeah. because
3: I have a child how lucky am I but um we're both very lucky in that regard yeah. But like being, and most people listening will know doing fertility treatment and getting back in the TTC headspace, it's, it's not a very nice place to be. So it's mm-hmm. a real consideration for me, like my kind of mental health.
2: Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Because you can kind of go from just, you just, it turns you into a crazy person overnight, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I understand you kind of reticence. So I think that makes makes sense, man. Yeah.
3: Um, so yeah, for now that project is on hold, possibly mm-hmm. indefinitely. We don't know. Possibly,
2: who knows? We'll we'll keep you updated as soon as you know. Every every week, I might be like, well, this week I'm thinking.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's stupid stuff though. Like my career is doing quite well right now, and I I essentially kind of put my career on hold while I was doing IVF. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I know. So, what you mean. Yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot it is An a awful lot. lot
2: but you read listeners can be sure that you'll be the first to know if that changes yeah yeah
3: you y'all will be. i've been
2: um doing uh my i mean my big life change is that i've become someone who swims in the sea in winter
3: you're fucking mental mate
2: i know i know
3: you're and, absolutely insane uh,
2: looping that background to fertility right i don't know if it wouldn't be the acupuncturist definitely wouldn't say that you should swim in the sea in winter no. if you were trying for a baby, right? Because you want to keep that womb nice and warm. Yeah, I mean, that's My what My fucking say. freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
3: like it's probably quite
2: good for you though, so. It is. I think it's probably good for you. I think it's good for stress. I think it's good for your mental health. Um, but last time I went for a swim with my friend who I won't mention her name because I'm about to talk about her vagina she was like even my vagina is cold (laughs) (laughs) it's fucking freezing man Um, I I have so
3: little sympathy for you and your friend (laughs) we
2: do it to ourselves exactly (laughs) absolute nutters I know I know I didn't think I would ever become that person but hey this is what's happened (laughs) So that's that's my news
3: <laughs> yeah um yeah. have you watched the new sex and the city yet
2: so yes uh i i watched an episode last night i right. did What did you think? Of it? uh because beca- i watched it because you text me going there's a fucking ivf storyline in sex and the city what the fuck yeah and i was like well i'm gonna have to watch this <laughs> you know it's not so much a storyline right now but i'm sure have you watched both episodes yeah and does it feature I've only watched the first one no does it, it feature doesn't feature at
3: all in the second one it's like it, okay. it's like just mentioned yeah it's like thrown um,
2: in there I was I was keen to ask you like what 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 were you kind of reacting to in an angry way because I guess when I see an IVF storyline in something usually I, I usually kind of think well cool okay there's more Let's yeah. make more noise about it
3: yeah it's a really good thing objectively but yeah. I just can't bear watching that stuff Mm-hmm. I had to turn off Master of None. It just makes me cringe. I can't deal with the tension of it. I can't deal with thinking about it. I right,
0: just, and I right, know right. some
3: people really like it, like, really yeah. like to listen to that stuff. Mm. I personally just can't. I find it so hard to handle. Yeah. So once that storyline becomes developed, I'm going to start trying a tantrum.
2: If it does, I mean, yeah, they they do, people do just throw things around these days like that, don't yeah. they? Although, um, I think, what did I have a problem with? I had a problem with, and I talked about this in the newsletter, for those of you who read that, you'll already have heard this, but mm-hmm. um, sex education, the IVF storyline, yeah, which some of you may weird. be aware of. I just didn't like the way they used the fact that she was doing IVF as a kind of reason for her being an absolute C-U-N-T.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't I mean... think I've ever heard you spell that word out before.
2: <laughs> well, why would you think? I was just going to say it? <laughs> She's never, she's never been that polite before. I probably probably
3: wouldn't be able to tick the clean box on iTunes, which I do do at the moment, which is also a lie. But um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah, no, I hated that. I really hated hated that. that. Yeah,
2: I, I really liked Master of None. I thought it was great. I thought it was I very get, I, to the point.
3: I got to a point where she like I, this is maybe a spoiler, but I don't think it really is. I got to the point where she was pregnant and the days were passing fast and I was like, no nope, I know what's gonna happen. And mm. and then I just turned it off and then I googled it and found out that's that is what happened.
2: Yeah, oh I thought it was very sensitively done anyway. I thought it was quite artful and I enjoyed it a lot. But then I enjoy all of Master of Nuns series. Yeah, do enjoy them. But yeah, the Sex and the City one, like much of the episode, was a bit awkward.
3: <laughs> like, the whole it so thing bad. is a bit awkward, isn't oh, it? Oh my god, the 20 minute monologue about Samantha, like what was that oh, about? I no. Oh. Oh, no
2: and someone I saw someone on hopefully there's no spoilers in this but I saw someone on Instagram saying they kind of were giving their review and they were saying that the the mentions of the pandemic were quite awkward and I was like yeah when I watched it, I was like that's true they are awkward I don't think they need to mention them yeah it just feels like gratuitous like just
3: don't talk about it yeah
2: is it the whole I mean yeah
3: I only watched it for the outfits to be fair
2: yeah, and there were some banging outfits. There were some banging
3: outfits. Like, say yeah. what you want about the weirdly weird writing. But the outfits I were
2: great. Mean, SJP's trouser suit. Come the fuck on. What was that? It was amazing. She looked so mm-hmm. good. She looks great. Yeah, she looks great. Anyway, I think we're going to have to wrap this up before it becomes <laughs> a Sex in the City podcast that we have not been asked to do.
3: No one wants us to no do that. <laughs> no one wants us to do that. No one needs us to do that. No, but, no, no, no. You know, if any advertisers want to pay for that, then I'm here for it. <laughs> Do get in touch. <laughs> Do you get in touch because I'm really happy to just sit and dissect Carrie's outfits. Um, okay, Absolutely. Well, um, on to Rocky.
0: Rocky. Have ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby.
1: also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
3: Hey, okay. Thanks so much for joining us.
1: Ah, I'm loving being here. I feel like I'm in um the UK with you guys.
3: Oh, you oh, you yeah. almost
2: are. You're very <laughs> almost are. You can feel the rain yeah. on your...
3: I <laughs> like really miserable cold temperatures and the fact that it's evening. Oh, well,
1: I bet it's it's got to be somewhat magical to be over there in the Christmas time in a little mm-hmm. bit. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It is a little we're, bit, yeah.
3: We're, we're on the brink of having some very magical weather, which is high winds and pissing oh. rain.
1: Oh, lovely. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, uh, Rocky, we start every single show. Um, and I always get embarrassed when we have someone American on the show because we start every single one saying, can you tell us about your journey?
1: Oh, you did a great job. Thanks. That's
3: my vocal fry. <laughs> yeah, sure does. <laughs>
1: great. Um, okay, so my journey is... It started about seven years ago. Well, I would guess mm-hmm. eight years ago now. Um, you know, just trying it the old-fashioned way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Classic.
1: So, you know, classic, mm-hmm. you know, just. Um, and I never really – I didn't put too much to it. It was just like, a, you know, let's – we're not going to prevent it right now. So, uh-huh. um, you know, no
2: not not trying.
1: Not not trying, you know. Yeah. No more condoms. How about that? Let's just uh-huh. raw dog it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um so, you know, it, it it didn't happen and you know, I was like, Okay, well maybe it's like a a lifestyle type of situation. You know, I'm I kind of like I don't really have a set schedule. We work all the time, we do we go out, we have fun, we party. Um, I was smoking weed and, you know, it was just like a, I was like, Oh, you know, maybe it's just, you know, my lifestyle. So fast forward a few years and like two years and I'm like, okay, I'm still not getting pregnant. So let me, I'm going to stop smoking weed. I'm going to go to the doctor and talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, doctor says, let's start tracking your cycle. Meanwhile, cool. I don't know anything about my cycle. I think just women have periods and like, I didn't understand that we have like all these phases in our cycle and how magical Mm. our body is. So I start learning about that, Um, you know, doing the P test and figuring out when I'm ovulating. Fun times. Yes. And then, you know, then getting stressed out to make sure we have it, have sex. But you don't want to have, you want to make sure that you don't have sex like 24 hours before it because you mm-hmm. want him to have enough sperm. And so yeah. you want to make sure that it's the right amount of sperm. And so you can do it, but you have to do it in this 48 hour time frame, right? Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, they tell you, oh, but meanwhile, sperm can live in the body up to a week. So, <laughs> you know, no pressure, nothing. It, sh- it should be fine. Yeah, um, but it's
3: precision timing.
1: Right. And meanwhile, television and movies are like, oh, have sex once, you have a baby. So just don't worry.
3: You looked at a man, you're pregnant. Yes. Yeah. The the movie Knocked Up has a lot to answer for. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) One time. So, and that's one of my favorite movies because I think Mm -hmm. it's hilarious. But it is hilarious. (laughs) But, you know, it's definitely not how life happens. So, no. Uh, it's that's I always tell everybody when stuff like that happens, you should go play the lottery because you pretty much you know, <laughs> the chances of that happening are
2: yeah
1: ridiculous yeah true so, um so that's not happening go back to the doctor and she was like okay we we're gonna try uh, clomid so the little pill yeah mm-hmm. um did the pill about three times nothing happened that stuff was pretty hormonally I felt like. It was pretty intense for me I felt like I could feel oh, yeah. myself ovulating like at oh, the moment god, yeah. if I would be oh, walking wow. in the hallway it was like that whoa moment like
2: oh, oh my god were you like Damon come here right now
3: <laughs>
1: like oh yeah come here right now it's happening um <laughs>
3: pull them into it the is an intense experience yeah
1: <laughs> and then it's so then nothing happens and you know a little frustrated at that time because I'm like kind of at that mentality where it's just like now I have to take things to help me get Mm -hmm. pregnant. And Mm -hmm. so it's a whole different mind switch. Now it's like I'm in another bracket of what women have to go through right here. It's a bracket of unknown. Like I don't really know many, nobody I know has taken it except for Mm -hmm. this one person that told me about it, um, that Mm -hmm. his wife had taken it. So, you know, you should go see a doctor. And they were in the medical industry. So I I never spoke to anybody else that had taken it. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, it doesn't work. So I'm like, oh, let me just go back to trying to be, you know, holistic. I changed. We went vegan, uh, started doing acupuncture, started taking Mm -hmm. all these herbs, started doing tinctures, started, you know, like womb massages. And you get all the – you know, Reiki, everything I can do to just yeah. you know, to align myself, make make it right. Crystal feel yeah, like everything. you're doing something. Yeah. Everything. Um still nothing passes. About a year later, nothing happens. Um, so now I'm kind of at a point where I'm just and meanwhile I'm still trying to pee in the cup, take or do the temperature, and still it's now it's getting more stressful because I'm I've turned I'm over 30 and I'm, my mother's now, when I look back at my mom, my mom's had me already in the timeline of life and I'm like, okay, all my friends have two babies now back from high Mm -hmm. school. And I'm like, okay, well, okay, well, stuff in my goal timeline of life, I've wanted to be pregnant by now. So now I'm getting older and now I have this like this um warning sign coming up on like 35 where you t- hit the you know golden year like 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 golden years meaning like olden older years <laughs> the, the cliff yeah you're like now you're <laughs> over the edge you've gone over the the peak of having babies so yeah. I feel like my timeline is running out and now I really have to go see a doctor. So um, a friend of ours, he recommended um, SCRC, uh, Southern California Reproductive Center. And we started on the next part of our journey of IUIs. Um, mm-hmm. For anybody listening that doesn't know what IUIs is, basic it's like a turkey baster of sperm put <laughs> right at the bottom of your fallopian tube. So we're kind of like uh-huh. cheating time. So they don't have mm. to sperm as much. It's like it's like getting a helping hand. Yeah, <laughs> a helping hand. Exactly. No, no luck. I've done three rounds of this. Um, IUIs, nothing. Um, so now we have the conversation on television. I was on a TV show called Growing Up Hip Hop, and we mm-hmm. filmed – the doctor telling me that our next step is IVF, and at this point, mm. I didn't really know too much about IVF. Um, I just knew, like, kind of about it through my research, and like I maybe yeah. had heard about it when I was younger about some some people had done it to get pregnant, but it was kind of like a very new thing or like something that was just kind of
3: yeah. Out of my it's what other people before. do, right? Yes, it's exactly. Not what you do
1: exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I started the whole round An egg retrieval. I had 15 eggs, I believe, yeah, and it. then I think only 14 were good. And then from those okay. 14, um, 14, we had only seven that really kind of made it into um, blastocysts, and kind mm-hmm. of seven is pretty good. Yeah thank you. But from those seven, only five were accepted into genetic testing. And then from those Mm -hmm. five, I had two A qualities. I had a boy and a girl. So pretty interesting how it goes. Um, Mm. I still have some others frozen, but they're not of the quality that, um, the doctors love. So from Mm -hmm. there, I, uh, um, you know, we had the hard conversation of I, at first we were like, well, let's just fuck it. You know, we've been trying it for so long, put both of them in. And mm-hmm. then the day before um, my doctor was like, you know, we've never done this. You've never been pregnant before. I don't want them fighting for space. And because okay. you've never been pregnant before, I don't want to lose them both or something happened because um, they were fighting over how to get there um and we oh i wanted to mention that i did a test called an era and i thought it was very yeah. vital for my um for my ivf journey and i always recommend it to my friends or to anybody that mm-hmm. i talk to going through ivf it's just i know it's more money but it's <sighs> It gives you more answers and it gives the doctor a better understanding of what's going on in your body, especially if you're at that 33 percentile where they're just like, hey, we don't know. Sperm's good, Mm. egg's good, uterus is good, but we just don't know what's going on. Um, Yeah. And it's kind of like a hard window to be at. um, Because at least, Mm -hmm. of course, at at least if you know that your eggs aren't good, you have like an answer, but to just be open ended. For me, I was like, "Well, like, what is wrong? Like, nobody can just tell mm-hmm. me what's wrong, so mm-hmm. I can just fix it." Yeah. Um, and we had Thanks. a successful implantation. Um, I was pregnant with a baby girl, and then she just uh, towards my in my second trimester, getting close to my third, she was not developing properly, and it. Um, ended up not making it so it was uh, right before Christmas um no. and okay. yeah so it it was definitely you know when stuff like that happens you have it's hard but reacting and moving through the motions mm-hmm. I feel like right now looking back it's just it's at a blur in my life because it was just everything just happened. And you had to just kind of react and Damon was monumental in the fact of just making sure everything, every trigger was removed from my life, um, my phone. Cause you know, you have all those apps where it's like, oh, your baby is this big this month, your baby is always dinging and emails dinging and you have, I had done a freaking baby shower on television, Uh, So I had a garage full of gifts. So removing those and taking away, like, you know, stopping the phone calls of people checking in and asking how, you know, your baby's doing. Mm -hmm. It was, it was a very good buffer. And then Christmas, it was going to be hard. So we had, we had planned out a baby moon together to go to Hawaii yeah. And we canceled it because we kind of just got a, both kind of got a little bit sick, um, and we were like, "I don't feel like traveling right now, pre-COVID." Um, but mm-hmm. when everything did happen, we had everything already planned out, and the house was still available, so we just ended up pushing the button. And I'm going to have to say it was hard to leave, but it was the best thing for us to for me to just remove myself from what I felt comfortable with and be in a different place so I could move forward because I had to, I had to adapt. I had to move forward in this new kind of environment and it helped me, it helped me really, um, transition and think about the future. I went to, uh, in Hawaii is kind of beautiful. I I'd, I'd never been, and I had always really wanted to go. So I got to be in the ocean, which I was mm-hmm. telling you, I did grow up around on an Island. So being mm-hmm. able to go sit in the water was healing. Um, and I went to a birthing stone where the um, Kings and Queens of Hawaii used to de- deliver their babies and, oh, wow. and I went and touched the stone. And it was, it was special. Um, I got to eat lots of fruit and vegetables from the island. So I felt like I really – we got to spend two weeks out there and heal. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny because as soon as we got there, we got to the house, power goes out. So it's like we can't charge Mm -hmm. our phones. We can't communicate really with anybody. We just have ourselves to do with. And it was pretty much the best thing for us because it made me really disconnect. If not, Mm -hmm. I would have been like trying – and oh, so we're at this remote end of the island. So when the power went out, it started, it was like a mini, like a uh, tropical storm. So it's like the water rises, the bridges shut down. So we're really stranded. Like we can't leave this part of the island. So it's not like I can leave, go to the airport and say, get, let's leave. Like, let's get out of here. Yeah. You can't. We we're stuck there. So we were stuck to deal with it. We were stuck to to face everything. I had no hot water. I was sick at first. I was like, we went to this tropical.
0: I'm supposed to be on vacation. I can't take a hot shower.
1: What is this? I want to be back in LA on my bed and my air conditioning and in hot water. But it was great. It was magical. I wouldn't... It made me really look forward to it. All we did was planned to do IVF again and I asked my doctor when we could, What would be the soonest. And we just, we put that on a vision board and we moved forward with that. Mm. Um, because that was what was going to make me, I knew that was what's going to make me feel better. I had to just see my goal mm-hmm. and work towards it.
3: It's funny how um with IVF, that's, you, you know, you're, you're definitely not the first person to say that who's had something horrible happen to them and the first thought is, when can I do this again? Yes. It's almost, mm. it's almost like we punish ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Just when can I go through this thing that potentially could be awful again?
1: Yes. Again. But, you know, you're like, I, you're like, I, I, for me, I had never felt being pregnant before. That was my mm-hmm. first time actually holding a baby in my belly or anything. So it was, I was like, I can do this. I know I can do this again. I, um, Mm -hmm. I'm determined. I was determined to do whatever it took to have that baby. And in my mind, I have, I had played out every situation possible. So, Mm -hmm. um, I had these eggs and, um, whatever kind of variation of it, was going to take, um, would, is what I wanted to do. So, um, and I like, I have weighed the options. I have friends that have gone through many different circumstances of it. And Mm -hmm. you know what, well, as you're going through them, you meet new people and you, you talk to people about different things or people start to open up Mm. to you about it. Oh, I'm going through IVF. Oh yeah, I did IVF too. And you're like, really? I didn't know that. Um, it is mad. And and I've had friends that were like, that heard my story and they were like, oh, my mom just told me I'm an IVF baby.
2: Oh, wow. I
1: never even knew my whole life. And yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes it's something that, you know, some people won't talk about, but yeah. I think it's it's coming into the light of sharing our journeys and us bonding as women and, you know, talking mm-hmm. about our struggles. Um mm-hmm. Because it wasn't until my biggest healing moment was on the airplane to Hawaii. I had a, a stewardess. Um, yeah. She, her and I started talking. I was, you know, I, I couldn't sleep on the flight. Everybody else was passed mm-hmm. out. And I, this woman just like, she was so bubbly and funny um, that she kind of just like, I was like, I, I was by the bathroom and we just started talking. And anyways, we got onto the story of, um, she was, she told me she lost her son and, but he was 21 oh, years old.
3: Oh my god. He got hit by a
1: drunk driver. And oh. <laughs> for me, I was like, this woman is, had got to see her son until he was 21. She really got to know yeah. him and she's this mm-hmm. strong right now and this funny and this positive on life i was like i can do that i was like i didn't even
0: mm-hmm.
1: i didn't even get to meet my baby but she did and she has this she has this strength with her i know i can get through it so she was just definitely a monumental point it was it was, was like a light light bulb for me of a turning point of my healing so, you know, so people close to you can tell you stories and I guess it just doesn't hit you until some other people t- tell you or a stranger tells you a story and it just hits differently.
3: Yeah, so, absolutely. But you would I never always, have heard that if you
2: hadn't been open with her, you know exactly. what I mean? So it's like by sharing, you're kind of welcoming in these these stories that might that might have that positive impact.
1: Exactly. So I was like, from her strength, I was like, I can do this too and mm. i can move forward i can be positive i can i can take this journey again i can do this um mm. because i know like you know what what she was able to share with me was so oh, i can't imagine the pain that she's mm. going through um so for me it really it 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 was like a light bulb i have to i always yeah thank her. I feel like she Mm -hmm. was a little angel for me to speak with. And she was there. It was, it was all meant to be. Yeah. uh, That was my big journey. Oh, and then, so then March of the next year, uh, we put the next embryo in and was a little boy. And a week later, COVID hit. So I was, and everything got shut down. So if I would have, you know, me being nervous, I was like, maybe I need to make more eggs because, or more embryos because of what happened. Mm. Like we need to just start fresh. If I would have done that, I would have been waiting four months for reproductive medicine to get Mm -hmm. back on because everything got shut down. Uh, Reproductive medicine was shut down here in the States and everything. So Mm -hmm. I would have been... Depressed and sad for those signs. Instead, I was um, happy, and it was the best thing to be pregnant during COVID. I could be like, "Nope, can't come over. Sorry, I'm um, alone." Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It was it was just great to cook and to uh, to eat and to just make food and be in the house. Pregnant was mm-hmm. was the best uh, quarantine I could ask for.
3: And then you gave birth to to Dusko yes, in November, right? In
1: November, yeah.
3: Oh, and November twenty twenty. Yes, mm, he's um, adorable. I'm kind of curious yeah. about you know you've you've talked about Damon there a couple of times. Um, he's got four kids already, right? Yes. So, I mean, what what did he make of doing IVF? That must have been a very odd experience for him.
1: Definitely an odd experience. He would always say like that. Uh, you know. You know he he's like he's like i'm really trying to have a baby and it's the hardest journey possible you know he's this first son his eldest son boogie just we just celebrated his 30th birthday so uh-huh. as you can imagine he was a dad at uh 18 17 18 mm-hmm. yeah so um it he was always able to have kids before and i knew me i was like it's not him for sure, he's got four kids, but it was always like something that was. He holidays were sometimes hard because we wouldn't always be together or be with the children. So for me, I always wanted us to have kids so we could have the holidays together and to really mm-hmm. still – Yeah. Um. As as we we talked him up, he just walked in the
3: room. Does
0: that, does so we're talking
3: you? about the IVF.
0: IVF. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah,
3: I was just talking about the next IVF. Yeah. Oh my god! When's the people. next one? We're
1: having way too much fun right now. Way too much fun. Yeah, Aww.
3: going for another one. It's you have to get back in that headspace, that IVF headspace.
1: You never got out of it. Seriously, never got out the headspace. So it was funny. David was like, uh, he, you know, he was a trooper. He went to all my doctor's appointments with me, uh, mm-hmm. held my hand for everything because it was definitely a whole new experience for him. Um, yeah. And we, because we really had to fight for it, and I feel like yeah. the best things in life are what you fight for the hardest. Yeah, we knew it was going to be an amazing because it was such a battle to get here. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we really have architected our life, having a little baby, being able to have his playroom and to have all of these. I, you know, I feel like I spent two years planning out a every toy or everything I wanted to buy I had so much time so everything was thought Mm. about
3: um so just going back to like um talking about Damon's other kids was there ever a part of you that felt kind of resentful that he had he had already gone through that he'd already become a parent and known what it feels like um, I don't think I
1: ever felt resentment towards him. It was just sadness on my part that I couldn't have give him a baby or have a baby of my own. Mm. Like, what did I do wrong in my life that yeah. I can't have this blessing that I want so bad or even give him this a child that I know we can be with all the time together and can yeah. share this life that we have together. Um, you know, being a stepmom too, um, or a mom plus, it, it's hard at times because, you know, you never want to go against of what the mother is teaching. So mm-hmm. it's not like you can, for me, I can't instill like my morals and principles. I'm, I'm you know, that's, I feel like more of the aunt I get to, which is fun. I get to be kind of like the fun aunt in the sense or we get to yeah. have fun together, but it's never when it, it comes replacement. to- yeah, when it comes to things that like, you know, how I feel about how, a kid I I can't those aren't that's not my barrier. I can't do yeah. that. Um, mm. and I don't want to do that because they're not my children. I wouldn't want that happening yeah. with my child. So Did you did you
3: get a lot of people going, "Well, at least you got stepkids."
1: Definitely. Or, mm. "When are you going to have a baby?" or like, mm. you know, or it's just like more of me I'm like looking at all my friends I've got like now it's like four kids now and I'm just like mm. you know
3: Facebook I can't even look at Facebook so yeah. it's just like oh, no. Facebook and- wearing worse. matching pajamas why do they always put them in matching pajamas
1: I just was talking to my friend about this <laughs> Everybody's gonna be like the whole It's I swear it's every day on Christmas day everybody's gonna be in matching pajamas oh my god mm-hmm. and it's uh it's cute. It's fun. It's but when you when you're struggling to be at that moment, it's so hard to see. Yeah, yeah. And, I think
2: um, we always advocate deleting Facebook during the during the holidays if you're um if you're trying because it's, it's just true. not a nice place to be.
1: It's not. It's it's too triggering. Especially and on Mother's Day, it's Mother's mm. Day. Is the worst. And
3: Father's Day and but Easter and Halloween. Too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And World Book Day. What the First fuck is day of school? World Book ah! Day? Nah. Every holiday
1: is, is <laughs> hard. First day of school out here yeah. with the pictures.
3: It's Do you yeah. find do you ever find that now you're a parent, you still get like weirdly triggered by that stuff, even though you don't need to be? I do, definitely.
1: I do. Uh, especially like now if it's like multiples and yeah. you know, um yeah. I'm just like dang, I could really I like I'm trying you know, we've been trying for months now, and still nothing. So mm-hmm. it's just, I just know, I I know what it is. I know what I have to do, and mm-hmm. luckily, I, I think I have an answer. But um, and I'm at a point where I'm like, if it doesn't work out, I still have this one blessing in my life that I can't, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything for, yeah. No. But no. I would like to give him. A brother or sister his age or similar age like his older brothers and sisters are amazing and they're just the best big siblings but you know there it's a big age group so age yeah. difference yeah. Um, so I would like to give him someone that he could play with similar
2: it's unfair that. it feels like it feels like IVF and infertility is just filled with guilt it's like you you know you talking about how you 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 put the guilt on yourself it was it was you that wasn't able to have a baby because obviously damon had had them before so you're like oh it's my fault and now now you're kind of blaming yourself you're like oh i can't have you can't create a sibling it's kind of it's a whole world of just feeling constantly guilty and it's just so unfair
1: it is it is this damn mom guilt yeah just like woman guilt (laughs) i think we have i always say like women have so many extra emotions it's because we're supposed to give emotions to another being so like we just got blessed with thousands and thousands of them so that's why we just are emotional or hormonal we have our body can our body can do such amazing things Mm. and then when it doesn't you're like well damn I'm just stuck with all these freaking emotions
3: yeah emotions and also periods that's not fair I have to say,
1: I'm, I'm definitely grateful for not having had a period for quite some time right now. It's been a, an amazing yeah. time. I'm still breastfeeding and okay. still, for some reason, I still haven't gotten a period. So mm. I'm, this is great. Yeah.
3: Nice little break. Um, So, I mean, one thing that I'm really interested in is you chronicled all this stuff on Health is Wealth, which is your TV show. Oh, yes. Um, how, Like, how, how was that? Was it? Was it odd having kind of you know? You said that you had, people were filming you while you were being diagnosed with or being told that you needed IVF. Mm-hmm. Was that strange? Did that feel like a, a pressure? Um, No, in the moment
1: I like ugh. so. Damon and I film everything, mm-hmm. and. I usually am the one behind the camera. I was the person a lot behind the camera. So mm. to feel uncomfortable in front of the camera, I feel like I would be conflicting what I would do. Uh-huh. So the only time it felt uncomfortable is when it didn't work out.
3: Right. And I yeah. had
1: to have that documentation there.
3: Yeah. But
1: I know that, I think it's helping women out there and me being so open with my story has had a lot of women open up to me and just open up about their journey or let them know that there are these things that you can do um, to find it. Um, (laughs) I remember, you know, I'm close to Beverly Hills. So I remember I was shopping one day and one woman, I don't know how we started talking about IVF, but she was like, Oh yeah, I have a couture baby. And I just thought her, it was really couture. <laughs> a couture baby. And I was <laughs> like, Oh my gosh, that was just, it was very cute. And cause we were like, on Rodeo <laughs> drive and she was just like, Oh yes, my couture baby. I love that. <laughs> I'm <laughs> definitely using <laughs> that. Yeah,
3: She's, I, she's bespoke.
1: bespoke. <laughs> yes. She's bespoke. Exactly. So it was, it was just like, you know, I felt, I felt, um, she made it, she made it fun. And I, it was, it was a fun little moment. So yeah, and I took that and ran with it for a while.
2: Oh, definitely. The more we can shake off this stupid taboo, the better.
1: Yes. And I think I, it's just, it's just hard when you, and for me, it's like, well, I've already entrusted so much into science. So let's just, here we go. Like this yeah. is this is where it is. I'm. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, but science has given me this beautiful child, and he is amazing. He is yeah. smart. He is full of energy. Um, I'm having a hard time keeping up with him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it. It's just like nonstop, um, and I love it. Yeah. And I, I yeah. love watching him learn. I love watching mm-hmm. him absorb his surroundings, and just I'm enjoying being a mom and having to. Mm-hmm fought so hard for it absolutely Damn right
2: well look whatever whatever you decide your next steps are um you know best of luck with it all and <clears throat> uh and well done for sharing it i think you know, obviously as you said you're helping a lot of people so it's um it's a good oh, thing to do i've
1: got my i've got my ivf dr alexander you already know we're we're scheduling it so she, she's i am um, oh my
3: god i'm ready for my next it's happening it's definitely <laughs> coming up Oh, very good. Good luck, Rocky, and yeah. thank you so much for joining us. It's been so nice to talk. No, well, thank absolutely. you. Okay, that's a rap. That's a rap. Oh, oh nice money. rolling oh. of the R's. Well, you know, it's one of my many talents. I just, how um, do I not know this? Anyway, um, next week. Who are we talking to, Gabs? We're
2: talking to the one, the only Joyce Harper.
3: Oh my god, Professor Joyce Harper
2: to you. I'm oh, sorry. Oh my god. Professor Joyce Harper. <sighs> and she is a professor. Fuck me, man. We were talking about some serious shit. Yeah. Some, like amazing maths. <laughs>
3: I was okay. Like, whoa. So here's what I want to Joyce on, apart from the fact that she's brilliant and talking about her. The fact just she's a legend, yeah. A joy. Um, she. And knows a lot about science. She's a scientist. She does know a lot about science, yeah. Um and she I wanted to know how us normal people can read like science and how we can kind of begin to understand all the stuff that that we see ourselves. Mm. So she kind of talked to us about how to read studies, about how to like, you know, when you see that stuff in the news, like what should you be looking for? how to it's
2: kind of hard to make decisions about add-ons as well right because yeah. she's been through fertility um, treatment herself and she knows yeah. what you get like you're just like fuck I want to try everything yeah. but she's very much like here's what you should do when you're kind of weighing up whether an add-on is worth it yeah. and basically she thinks all add-ons are shit she does
3: <laughs> she's a scientist an embryologist an IVF patient she's all of it and she's really great yeah. and when we spoke to her she was just off to see Little Sims
2: oh my god she's so fucking cool <laughs> yeah yeah.
0: and she's a fellow wild swimmer like you she girl.
2: is I mean I'm not sure I can call myself a
3: wild swimmer I don't know that doesn't feel quite right yet <laughs> Well anyway we'll see you next week guys and I see you next I week guys this episode has been fun have a good week bye! bye.